It's live. It's talk. It's free. Free to you. Well, I used to say inexpensive conversation right now. (laughs) That also is free talk live. We are a live radio call-in talk program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about, well, whatever's on your mind. The telephone number here in the studio, if you would like to join us, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord, Dr. Reverend, and possibly in the future, an ambassador, Captain Kickass. Joining me. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Now... The start date is zero one zero two two zero two two. Take your word for it. It's just it's the date just read in numerical order. Oh. So yeah, you know, uh, and I am the captain of the starship. You have done that over the past several Sundays, and I just realized right now that you were reading the date the whole time. Yes, <laughs> that's because I told you that that's what I was doing. Just no, now. but right right before you told me. Oh. That was when it really You're clicked. You're like, oh, zero one zero two two. That zero, sounds two, two. really familiar. Oh, what is it? oh, that's that's when I look at the corner of my computer. It says what the date is. Yeah, you should start reading it in the European way, just to mess with the Americans. I'm, I'm not listen. like I'm kind of a hardcore trekker, trekkie kind of guy. Okay, but like I'm not so hardcore that I can actually translate today's date into the fictional star date that all the trekkers would. It seems like there would be a website that would do that for you. And there probably is. I'm just not familiar with it, nor do I bring it up on on Sundays when I'm here hosting. (laughs) But I digress. What are we talking about today? Oh, I know. Uh, I brought this thing in. I actually brought it in yesterday, but it was... uh, Well, the article's a, a bit lengthy, and Saturdays are kind of busy or busier than normal. Uh, you know, it's our, our biggest day. There were more radio stations that carry us on Saturday than any day of the week. What are you saying about Sunday's show, huh? Sunday's number two. Okay. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're number two. We're number will. two. <laughs> yeah. We're number two. And you can take that as many ways as you would like. <laughs> Just be sure to wipe when you're done. That's all I ask. No it's a doubt. little foreshadowing. Five, six shadow. I don't Maybe. know. Uh, so I bumped. It'll make sense in a few segments. I bumped into this article from themarshallproject.org. The title is, The Prisoner-Run Radio Station That's Reaching Men on Death Row. And I thought to myself, okay, so there's some guys in prison. You know, let's, let me just deconstruct this, this title here. Uh, there's some guys in prison who are running a radio station that is broadcast to other prisoners, other prisons? How does... How and they're excluding work? the women on death row? Uh, it doesn't say women's prison, and it specifically says men. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a men's only prison oh, where, okay. where this occurs. Uh, but it goes on to say they can't go to classes or prison jobs, and they don't have tablets or televisions, but they do have radios. And we actually found this out recently with the events of the Crypto Six that uh, those folks who were arrested... Uh, and you can find out more at thecrypto6.com if you're not familiar with the events of the Crypto 6 back in March where uh, as many as five, six different uh, government agencies raided the studio where we are broadcasting from right now and arrested uh, six people, not here in the studio, two people from here uh, in this building and you know the other four were uh, had their homes and or businesses raided. 
and then they were arrested for what, in my opinion, is completely victimless stuff. Uh, and in fact, uh, we will see as the court case bears out uh, how bogus uh, this all was. But they were able to have radios. Uh, you know, they were able to get enough money in their commissary accounts that they could purchase a small radio and have that in their cell, even though, uh, like uh, Ian Freeman was isolated from everybody else, uh, he was able to have a little radio in his cell. And, well, Free Talk Live just happens to broadcast nearby the uh, where he was being held in Nashua, or outside of Nashua anyway. Okay. Uh, and so he was able to listen to the, the show while he was incarcerated, which... You know, that's something, right? Sure. You know, he gets to pay attention to, you know, the thing that he has spent his time in life, you know, curating and, you know, making go. Uh, so we know that prisoners can have radios. Uh, so the article kicks off, as soon as I drive past the East Tempe Church on the outskirts of Livingston, Texas, where this all takes place, I can hear the laugh track on my radio. It's from Martin, a three-decade-old television sitcom. The fictional Detroiters' racy wisecracks seem incongruous crackling through my car speakers on a winding country road. When the laughter dies down, the slight southern lilt of a DJ named Megamind cuts in and introduces the next segment. Bringing it to you room service style, he says, signing off with a catchphrase that's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Like most of his listeners, Megamind doesn't have a room. He lives on a metal bunk in a maximum security prison, and his real name is Rami Hosaifa. To the men in the Allen B. Polunsky unit, he is best known as a regular voice on 106.5 FM, The Tank. Yes, it's the prison's own radio station. Nice. The Tank is so low wattage, you can only hear it for a minute or two after you leave the parking lot. So their broadcast area is only, you know, a little bit further than the prison itself. To avoid the FCC regulations. I'm sure. Although it is a government facility, I don't know how... You know, that all works, but whatever. The tank is so low wattage, you can only hear it for a minute or two after you leave the parking lot. But the programming is as plentiful and varied as any commercial station on the outside, with shows covering everything from heavy metal to self-improvement. And, of course, heavy metal is very near and dear to my heart. It's all recorded in a studio hidden deep inside the prison and stocked full of equipment, most of which was donated by churches and religious groups. It doesn't have the fame or following of San Quentin's Ear Hustle podcast, but the tank allows men on one of the most restrictive death rows in the country to have a voice that reaches beyond their cells. Usually, just like in most lockups, the prisoners at Polunsky are not allowed to write letters to each other. But for the radio station, the warden carved out an exception, allowing them to pass along essays and poems for the staff chaplains to deliver to the radio station and have the DJs read or recite uh, during the programming. Uh, It offers the most isolated men in Texas a rare chance to be part of the prison community. Every morning, Josefa plays an episode of Martin or Sanford and Son TV shows that still make sense for listeners who can't see the action because they're locked in a cell with no television, obviously. You can listen to their clowns, he said. You don't have to see them at all. Like most lockups, life in the roughly 3,000-man prison an hour and a half north of Houston is pretty bleak, especially for the high-security prisoners who spend most of their time in solitary. That includes a few hundred men isolated because they're considered dangerous or in danger 
but it also includes nearly 200 men on Texas death row. For years, the guys on the row have been disconnected from the prison's general population. They can't go to the mess hall or the chapel or the main yard, so most of the time they only meet their fellow prisoners in passing, like when janitors come by to mop or hand out towels. So is it is it strange to think that if they can handle that type of work, like producing, running a radio station or hosting one, that they may have been rehabilitated by this point? That's a good question because they can't go to classes and they can't go to prison jobs and they don't have tablets or televisions. Okay. But they have radios. But they're pro- they're productive members of the prison community. The folks in a way. the folks doing the radio station, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the the folks on the death row are running the radio station. I think okay. I think it's non-death row inmates that are running the radio station. So this is just for the death row inmates to hear what's going on. Well, well for, for the, the whole, whole prison, prison right? right. Yeah. yeah, it's for the whole prison to hear. Okay. It just impacts the death row folks more because they're all isolated. Okay. And is that typical that people on death row are secluded? I believe so. So they're always just in the hole, basically? Yes, I believe they death row, they you are isolated. If you know for certain, 603-283-6160. If you have been on death row or you know somebody who's been on death row, particularly in Texas, give us a call, 603-283-6160. We'll talk more about this radio station from a penitentiary in Texas. Here on Free Talk Live, it's the Sunday Night Edition. More coming up. Welcome back, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Nikki and Richie Rich. We've been talking about this article from the Marshall Project about a prison in Texas where some equipment has been donated and some inmates are running a prison-only thereabouts. I mean, you can receive the signal a minute or two outside the prison after you leave, but uh, it's a prison-only radio station that is actually being heard by everybody in the prison, including the 200 or so people on death row. And we'll talk more about that. But first, I wanted to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. All right, so we were talking about this radio station. Uh, The perspective is from the author of this article, uh, and they continue. The first time I heard about the radio station was from a man on death row named John Henry Ramirez. It was a week until he was scheduled to be executed. 
and I'd visited him to ask about his plea for prison officials to let his Baptist pastor lay a hand on him as he died. He answered my questions about his faith and whether he feared death, but what he really wanted to tell me about was the radio station. Nice. When you get out to the parking lot, you can just tune in and you'll hear, he said. By the time I got back outside, he explained, I could catch the noon news update with the day's menu. It's become such a huge part of Polunsky, he added. That's the name of the prison. You should hear all the people talk about it. The station started in early 2020, so this is a new development, when Warden Daniel Dickerson arrived at Polunsky and some prisoners approached him with a question. Would he let them start a radio station? He'd been asked all sorts of strange questions in the 24 years that he'd worked for the Texans prison system, but this one was a first. Still, he decided to hear the men out. When they explained it and what was going to be done, and of course everything's pre-recorded so it can be looked at and reviewed, it didn't sound like a bad idea, he said. In his eyes, it seemed like the radio station could help give the men something to care about and connect with, especially when the prison was too short-staffed to expand their programming in any other way. And of course, you know that's how it goes, right? In the early days of the pandemic, Dickerson said it also seemed like a great way to help prisoners all across the facility understand what was going on, even those who couldn't leave their cells. Now, my guess here is that it also helped serve as like a way for the prison to spread the propaganda about the pandemic and, you know, what you do, you know, vaccines, et cetera, and so on. Right. Because if you have that type of a thing in what is considered a, uh, a closed audience, okay. uh, an isolated audience. Right. Like, Would you need that, though? Don't they have, like, other ways to do prison announcements of, beyond? Of course they okay. do, but if you happen to have a radio station... All right. That, yeah, it might be easier. You know, yeah, you know. Oh, this is from the prisoners, so of course it's valuable information. Right. Uh, the article continues, They may not all have TV, but most everybody has a radio, Dickerson told, uh, or said. Anybody who's been on a cell block knows some folks will turn the radio up loud enough where even if you don't have a radio, you're probably going to hear it anyway. You know, if it's too loud, you're too old. That's the old heavy metal adage. I get to listen to my radio at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> I was told, and if I can't listen, I'll, I'll, I'll burn the building down. <laughs> we're, we're quoting Office Space for those of you not familiar with pop culture from the, what, 2000? Has, no, 90s, I think. Early well, to early two thousand. Well, because their their whole shtick was about the Y two K bug, so it had okay. to be you know right around ninety nine or something. Right. You know? yeah. And anyway, the article continues. The first time he sat down in his office and tuned in, he did not regret it. It's your own little prison city radio station, he said, flashing a cockeyed grin, and you can walk around and see the change in people. Even as a visitor, I can see it too. Usually, when I interview men on death row, we talk about their cases their upcoming death dates, or the conditions they live in. But now they rattle off the programming schedule they know by heart. There's Smooth Groove, that's R&B on Sundays, then Rap on Mondays, Latin Music on Tuesdays. There's a night for Megamind's Conspiracy Theory Show, inspired by Coast to Coast AM, and a night for alternative music. Nice. My favorite show is the Heavy Metal Show, Ramirez said. It's called Tales from the Pit, and the group of prisoners who host it refer to themselves as Pit Chiefs. And their listeners as the pit crew. Lately, they have taken to referring to Ramirez as a pit chief, too, because he's written to them so often he's become a part of the show. 
In some ways, the tank is like a community center for men who can never leave their cells. Aside from the music and from the daily announcements, the DJs stream news and play soundtracks to movies. Their preferred genre is rom-coms, but they, quote, really hate prison movies, unquote. Not surprisingly. (laughs) Are they allowed to watch prison escape movies? (laughs) I don't know. But I imagine that qualifies as a prison movie. So, yeah. you know, Give them some like, hope, though. Something like Alcatraz probably not, sure. not going to be viewed, I'm guessing. I would guess that the warden or whomever you know is in charge of like approving the programming would be like, yeah, no, we're not going to play that one, yeah. guys. Yeah. Or Escape Plan. Was it the Sylvester Stallone one? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. How to get out of here. I just remember Escape from Alcatraz because it was uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay. The original. And they like, I don't know, they used all sorts of weird things to like dig out and around the, the blocks of cinder in their, you know, and used like rudimentary paper mache to disguise the hole they were digging and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, there are also on this radio station religious services. There's a biblical rap show, a suicide prevention program, and stock tips. From death row. I want to know more about the biblical rap show. Right. <laughs> like, what is rapping for Jesus? It must be. I, I I had a Christian rap album given to me by my Christian aunt when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yep. Trying to J- get down with the kids. JC and the boys. I'm cool. that, <laughs> and the that's boys. what it was called. JC. I listened boys. to it once. So uh, I I'm stricken, or at least was stricken. I don't know how much anymore, but I still refer to it from time to time. And stricken by this thing that I call Gobot syndrome. Yep. So, for those of you who don't know what a GoBot is... Uh, it's a knockoff Transformer. Yeah, there's this thing called the Transformers, and then you know somebody did uh, the ghetto cheap version of the Transformers, and they called it the GoBot. So, when Christmas came around, I was like, I want Transformers, and I didn't get any Transformers. I, I only got the GoBots because we were poor, and I only got like one of them, and it was a little tiny one. I had a reason for telling you all this. I don't remember what it was. Christian rap music. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about the uh, the not most popular Christian heavy metal band that I, I got to see. <laughs> Coming up here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Have you been in a Christian rap outfit or metal band? Let us know. More Free Talk Live. Coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live, seven nights a week. 
Yeah, we broadcast live every day from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you're going to call, please call during those hours. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. I want to tell you that we are raising funds for Give Directly, the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients in need and use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. In the past decade, they've delivered $400 million to over 1 million people. Research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help them drive a range of very important and positive changes in their lives like employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors or governments thousand miles away to choose for them. Isn't this what you would prefer? I know I would. Free Talk Live is also matching your donations to give directly helping families in Bomet and Khalifi countries in Kenya who are in need. Free Talk Live is matching your donations up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, head over to give.freetalklive.com and help these areas plagued by drought, floods, and food insecurity. There may not be a better way to help families in Kenya. Visit give.freetalklive.com. All right, we're going to tell you more about uh, this article with the prison in Texas where they have an inmate-run radio station. Uh, but I promised I'd reveal to you all the GoBots version of the Christian heavy metal band that I that I saw. So everybody knows the band Striper, right? This was the uh, most successful Christian heavy metal band uh, I don't know on the planet. They, I think I have heard of them. They wrote a song called To Hell With The Devil. And they would wear like black and like black and yellow striped spandex, and they had the big hair and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they they had a video on like Headbangers Ball and all that kind of impressive. stuff. Impressive, um, but and it wasn't like thrash metal; it was more like glam. Okay, right? Uh, you know, think Motley Crue or Cinderella, that kind of a thing. Um, so I, of course, didn't get to go see those guys. I had to go see the GoBots version of those guys, and they were called Petra. And they were, I mean, like, I already thought that Striper kind of sucked. And so I went and saw the GoBots version of them who were much worse. Because you were gifted tickets or you just decided, like, like it was I've part, got to see this? No, it was like part of this church youth group thing that my okay. parents forced me into. That They were like, we're all going to this thing. And I'm like, oh, Christ, do I have to? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to. And so I went and it was it was poor. So that's the story. Anyway, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. In fact, let's go to this guy. I believe this is Mark calling from Florida. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's me, Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. And uh, I just want to give you guys a call. Wait, wait, wait. On the, uh, wait, of- wait. When, when did you last host Free Talk Live? Uh, it's been about six months. Oh, all right. Well, we miss does, you, man. Does he get the former label at that point? Yeah. At what point do you become the I, former I, I, host? I hear you. <laughs> well... I wake up every uh, weekday and I go to work for Free Talk Live doing Free Talk Live things. Does that count for anything? I mean, it's not hosting, I, certainly. I, Richie, does but, it count? Um, I'll, I'll let it slide. Okay, Richie, I'll let it slide. 
the uh, I, you know, it's, it's like sort of like retaining my old title, I guess, is uh, okay. really what I'm doing. It's like how you call the uh, the old guy who uh, lost the championship. You still call him champ. Okay. All right, champ. What's going on? Once a free talk live host, always a free talk live host. I mean, if he showed up here and was like, "Hey, I'm going to be on the you know on the air," we'd have to figure out one of us would. He have would to definitely not be bump here. one of us. Yeah, yeah guarantee. So, okay. That, that's what's on your mind tonight, well, Mark. Next weekend, we'll figure that out. <laughs> um. Hopefully, next Sunday, I will be on with you guys. Okay. Cool. So, um, anyway, what I wanted to call about is, is I'm thinking about writing a fiction book, and I want to run it by you guys just to see if the, the ideas are too outlandish. Are you prepared? I've written the synopsis. so I'm ready. ready. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. So, first, there's this conspiracy between at least two of history's deadliest, wealthiest, most ruthless organizations. Now, these organizations have gone so far as to claim a monopoly on violence across the whole planet. Now, stop me if you guys need to uh, ask any questions here. So they get together and weaponize, then release the common cold. Now, um, in the story, there's no way to prove that they actually released uh, the weaponized Frankenbug on purpose, but the characters in the story do know that nature did not create this bug. Scientists warned of the experiments, and very conveniently, the bug kills the people that are the biggest useless eaters in society, those that cost the or these organizations and other organizations like them the most. The poor, the old, the underprivileged, and the unhealthy. Okay. Now, it's a government-created bug, so it's not very efficient. It doesn't really do a good job at killing any one of these groups, but it's certainly more deadly to those groups, um, and it's certainly more deadly than its natural counterpart. The monopolies then spread fear and turn people against each other, and this has the result of distracting the masses from holding accountable the people who, in fact, weaponize the common cold. Then, in reaction to this bug, these organizations do what their types of organizations do best. They act tyrannically. They illegally place the entire globe on house arrest. They prevent people from smiling at each other. They spread fear. They restrict freedom of movement. And they force the poor, regardless of their susceptibility to the Frankenbug, to work while the wealthy huddle in their homes doing the oddest of things to hide from the weaponized bug. In order to prevent a mass revolt that topples their power, they lie, as liars do. And in this world, the words politician and bureaucrat are synonymous with the seven deadly sins. They are liars, thieves, killers, and sluggards. Mark, i got to stop you right there. Are you sure yeah. you're not just like reading, you know, synopsis from the last couple of years? Well, that would be uh, outrageous, and if yeah. I were to do something like that, um, social media would uh, certainly ban whatever Here, it was that I posted. Here's what you got to do. I think you're going to get a great cult following amongst libertarians, but what you got to do is you have to pair it with a religion or a title of a new philosophy for them to follow, a la Ayn Rand, right? Like you got this great fiction book, like make it a thousand pages – and then slap on a philosophical title on it, and boom, libertarians will be right behind you. Okay, I got you. So let me go on with my thing here, if I could. Go ahead. So during this time of tyranny, the greatest supporters of governments, the wealthy, get staggeringly more wealthy. It's the time of the greatest transfer of wealth to the wealthy in history. The rest of the world shows their true colors. Some huddle in fear, watch TV, and do drugs or alcohol, while others build their bodies, minds, and wallets. Now, finally, the vaccine comes, and it's not a real vaccine. It's experimental gene therapy that the government calls a vaccine. 
nonetheless, it is distributed to the privileged first, of course. And um, obviously, the wealthy get wealthier in the distribution of the not vaccine. And you won't believe this part. The government doubles the money supply and hands out the vast majority of the new money to the well-connected. Oh, come on. Government Come on. contractors. That's this is unbelievable. Hockey. That's totally unbelievable. I, I could never, no, no government would ever do anything like this at all, Mark. Well, there's a plot twist. More people die after the not vaccine is released than before. <laughs> the not vaccine likely works, but it doesn't work nearly as well as was promised by the liars. So okay, as more the- people die to cover their lies and their failures, the liars begin to convince the masses that the reason that people are dying isn't because of the failure of the vaccine. It's because some people don't want to take the not vaccine. I'm a little confused. If the wealthy got the vaccine first, why they're not dying off first? Um, I don't know that there's a relation. I'm not claiming that there's a relationship between the death and the the vaccine. It's okay. just true that more people have died post-vaccine than... Uh, Got it. Okay. Hey, hey, Mark, you want to hang on? Yeah, sure. All I right. got a little bit more. All right, stand by. We'll come back and bring you back. 603-283-6160. Mark Edge, co-host or host of... Founder of Free Talk Live. That's a better title. If you will will tell us more about his fictional book that's in the works. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is the Sunday night edition. I am the Reverend Captain Kickass hosting this, I guess it could be considered a sermon of sorts. If you want it to be. We generally talk about things from the perspective of freedom, prosperity, liberty, and peace here on Free Talk Live. And if, you know, those are things you're into, then perhaps this is a sermon. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, Nikki, and Richie Rich, and we've been talking to Mark Edge, founder of Free Talk Live. Let me just bring him back here. There he is, uh, founder of Free Talk yeah, Live. Can you hear me? I can. And uh, Mark, you've been describing this uh, fictional book that you want to write. That well, it has eerie similarities to the events of the last oh year or so with COVID. Just start the title with yeah, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, and then it can be exactly what you're saying. <laughs> right. I mean, what I'm, uh, I, I think that some of the parts of my book are just too outlandish for people to believe. Like, um, you know, for instance, in my book, in this fictional world, more people die after the vaccine is released than before it. And because maybe because of this fact, I don't know, we never know exactly why the government agents act the way that they do, that the people that call themselves are rulers. But, um, you know, they 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 want to convince people that uh, in in my fictional world, they want to convince people that the reason that, um, you know, that that more people are dying after the vaccines released than before is because people aren't taking the vaccine that apparently isn't stopping people from dying. In fact, there are examples of places that have 85% vaccinated rates, 90% vaccinated rates, 100% vaccination rates, where people are still catching this Frankenbug and they're still dying. And 
it's there inexplicable. There are people out there that's, that still want you to believe that it is the unvaccinated people in this fantasy world, not, not in the real world. No one would believe that dumb crap in the real world. But um, that, that the liars must be believed at all costs. I mean, like these are politicians and bureaucrats, for God's sakes. They lie for a living. And um, the lack of the success of the vaccine is the result of the unvaccinated. The only solution that we've got is shame and more shots mm-hmm. in this fictional world. And so here's where I'm having a hard time, guys. So uh, help me out. On one hand, it seems like the most reasonable solution is to have a climax where a plucky group of do-gooders pull the blinders off the rest of the world and there's a peaceful revolution against the monopolies on violence, the killed, then rob them, and then all of them evolve to a better form of governance where peace, freedom, and personal responsibility is respected. That sounds pretty good for an ending, right? Okay. What's the alternative? I'm thinking, though, um, that this would be much, uh, this would be much more, uh, much better, and uh, maybe more outlandish. That in fact, people just go back to normal. Nothing changes except all the death, destruction, suffering, and theft. The population is just happy to be out bickering amongst themselves about when to wear the smile prevention devices and how many pointless shots to get, rather than trying to hold responsible the people that wrought all of this pointless death, suffering, and theft and divisiveness. So. So what do you think? Is my plot too stupid to believe? Unfortunately, the second one sounds more believable. <laughs> it's certainly the truth, isn't it? You've you've recently, I guess, viewed the movie Don't Look Up. Is that correct, Mark? I did. And I've re- yep, I, I, did. I watched it last night and I finished watching it this morning. And it seems like the the ending of that movie might also be considered in your book, which is that the people who were blinded by all this just sort of have a natural epiphany on their own and realize that they have been duped the entire time and revolt accordingly. It would be nice if evolution worked in that way. Just saying. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Um, So don't look up uh, for anybody who wants to see it. I thought it was a pretty good movie, uh, but you have to look at it as a movie uh, more than anything else. I mean, I know that it was written in a smug fashion about climate, climate, science and that it can but it's kind of like matrix it can be applied to anything you know there's this impending doom and uh, you know people some people deny it some people embrace it and of course the right people are smugly right and the wrong people are stupid and mouth breathing dullards and all that sort of thing in in that respect um, you know I would say that for the ending of your book you know, if you want the fairy tale ending, go with option A. If you want more of the, uh, you know, the gritty, you know, not so popular ending, go with option B. Write it as a choose-your-own-adventure and sell Ooh. it to both Ooh. sides. <laughs> Bam. That's fun. You could actually get together Here's with Charlie Brooker. Hang, hang on, Mark. You could get together yeah. with Charlie Brooker of uh, Black Mirror and put together a choose-your-own-adventure movie yeah. based on your book. If all the stuff hadn't happened in the last 24 months and all these things would have occurred that I would have just read to you in this fiction book, you know, just the, you know, point after point after point of, you know, obvious bull crap that we've been fed, yep. um, would you have believed it? Like, because I don't know that I would have believed I don't know. I, like, there's a certain amount of incredulity I have at just the very notion that people have had, you know, just so many lies told to them, so many things that obviously aren't true. If they're lies, I don't know. Um, but they still don't bother if, asking the question: Who did this? Who benefited? And 
are we going to hold anybody responsible? Because nobody's doing that. And what's really clear to me is the United States government and the Chinese government, at the very least, those two mm. got together and weaponized the common cold. If, if you had now, written this plot several decades ago, we'd probably be championing it as the book you have to read now instead of 1984. <laughs> Well, that's the truth. I uh, I moved to New Hampshire in 2019, in you know the end of May or so, and the world was this is all pre-COVID. If you'd have gone back in time and you know a time machine, Mark, and you found me, you know before I moved here back in Seattle, you found me and you're like, "Hey, man, check out the future," and you brought me here and you outlined all of the things that you just outlined in your fictional book that were also you know happen to be happening in society right now. I would not have believed you, and you sent me back to in time. I'd been like, "No, that wasn't real." I I might have believed every him. bit of it. Yeah, because people are stupid, and I knew that three years ago, too. Well, and you know, know, like, this has been, people have been being lied to for a very, very long time, but I think with all of the COVID nonsense, it just got way ramped up to a level that, and then people buy into it, right? They buy into these lies, so then to rationalize that within their own minds, they have to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into these lies and just almost blindly trust because it's harder for them to admit that they were wrong. Yes. Right. This is one of the things I shared last week with the whole COVID politicization is that if if Donald Trump had won election, the roles would be reversed. Yeah. Right. It would totally be the Absolutely. Republicans championing the vaccine and the Democrats refusing to take it. I'm convinced of that. I, I do so agree too. with that statement. I think um, Nikki's exactly right that what we have is uh, sort of confirmation bias is that people need to um, justify the, the, the odd things that they did, you know, like leaving our groceries in the garage for three yeah. days after, uh, you know, and then like, um, I, you know, I, I can't even I can't even name all the strange things. Oh, I remember um, going for a walk. I wasn't allowed to pick up trash. My wife's like, don't pick up any trash. Could have been touched by one of these freaking bug people. Right. I knew people COVID were... spreads faster with people riding their bikes as they pass you because it leaves a vapor trail behind. <laughs> I knew people that were yeah, spraying absolutely. children with Lysol. Yes. In wiping their groceries with bleach wipes. I'm sorry, that's going to kill you way quicker spray, than COVID. I think we should still spray uh, children with Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> Generally. Just give them a good dousing whenever they do anything. Let's bring back DDT. <laughs> that's what the children need. But no one cares about who did this. Like, this is the thing. This is the, no one even, eh, whatever, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, I think it's just all part of that same problem where the government's considered this force of nature instead of a group of people that's actually responsible for their actions. Oh, well, okay. let's you assume that they're right and it whatever. is Fauci. What does that change in your mind, right? Like, how would you behave differently if that was the new fact on the table? Because people don't care because I don't think it affects them in their daily lives or how they respond to any of this. um, As far as how I would change my life, nothing. I already knew the government was weaponizing anything that they could weaponize because that's what governments do. But I do think that the average person probably – I I don't know what they think. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry, you're just dropping out there, Mark. CIA got oh, you. I'll let you guys go then if, if there's phone issues. Sorry. No, it's it's all right. Hey, thanks for the call. Very interesting call too. I might add. Uh, I hadn't considered, uh, you know, his position from you know a fic- fictional book that he has yet to write. So 
Um, you know, very, very interesting. 603-283-6160. We've got more of your calls on the way. Uh, the phones are nearly packed, but there's a couple of lines open if you want to get on. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for having us back. Thank you for being here. The telephone number for the listeners who want to join us is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. You can call and talk about anything you want. We've been talking about a uh, prison in Texas that has their own radio station run by the prisoners and for the prisoners. Uh, we had uh, founder of Free Talk Live call in and give us uh, some interesting ideas for a fictional book he's trying to write that well, closely mirrors events that we've all been participating in. In a parallel universe. In a world. In a time. In a place. Right? This is all the, the movie guy, right? In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, we have more of your calls. Uh, that we're going to get to you. We have Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much for taking my call. What's on your mind? Um, well, I uh, first off, I just want to say Mark's a traitor. And, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you can lead with that, but now you're going to have to explain why you think Mark's a traitor. Mark's a traitor because he's been advertising that takes that can possibly take people away from uh, my my free state project, which I have invested, uh, you know, the the full time. Your free and state project. Bad slave has the fixed pie view of the liberty movement. Uh. Well, no, no, I, I I don't I don't have a fixed, you know. Well, no, actually, that's it's you, what you say is actually true because I that's do in fact consider a fixed pie that that we have new hampshire and we have the people that are coming here and and there is nothing else going on that's going to be of any great success and and this success will be diminished 
by the efforts of Mark and his ad. I mean, he's got those ads going all the time for the the free city, whatever it is. I, I don't know. And and that 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 crap's not going to work. It just ain't going to work. Have well, you have you, you looked know, into it? it? Well, I you know I I've, I've heard him explain it in detail, and you know on on the radio, uh, and my my point it's a very simple thing, that that you know, the United States is not fickle and it's based on individual liberty. It's the only place that's based on that, and New Hampshire is is a is. You know, a small population, a small state, uh, you know, and has uh, access to uh, uh, Canada and and the ocean, mm-hmm. and uh, and and there is there is no other place that's like that. And we already have five thousand people here, so <laughs> you know, it's like you're starting from scratch. Uh, I don't know whether it'd be. Montana or uh, North Carolina. I think that that what Mark is doing is a little bit different, don't you, Nikki? I think so. I mean, I don't know if what Mark's doing is going to work. I wish him the best luck because not everybody wants to live in New Hampshire. And I think it's okay that if somebody's a libertarian, I don't think they have to live in New Hampshire. I have no problem with that. But I also think that... Hang hang on, bad slave. Go ahead, Nikki. I also think that what we have going on here is working. And I think that what we have going on here is a really, really good thing, and we're making a lot of progress. So I'm not necessarily right. afraid of Mark's progress, because what we're doing here speaks for itself. So the right people are meant to be in New Hampshire, and they will find us. But there's if, only a limited amount of libertarians, and they have to choose now between New Hampshire yeah. or Mark's thing, and we're only going to get oh, half of the good ones. But no, and you that's have to not remember, true. You have to remember, there's only, I mean, like, New Hampshire is a small state. Small state. Some people, you know, yeah. you know, people have their excuses, the weather, whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to go wherever Mark's going because I have different, um, you know, different wants and needs and desires that wherever, yeah. so, you know, Honduras can't provide me. Okay, so to, to me, I think that there is room for both. Yeah. Right. Hampshire can have the real libertarians well, I, I, I and Honduras can have the fair weather libertarians. Go ahead, bad slave. There's a potential... There's a potential of of losing participants in the Free State Project to Mark's fantasy. I mean, and, and, com- and competition, free and, market, right? I mean, if if the well, scale tips, deuces, right? But that, but that's not that's not the point. The point is is that the more uh, participants in the Free State Project that we get in the short, you know, window that we're working with right now is going to uh make a difference and and uh and what mark is going to do is not going to make a difference well okay and, and thanks for the call Betsley. we appreciate it um here's the thing uh, mark as one of the founders of this show spent a whole lot of time pimping the free state project uh, as well as the liberty movement in general to new hampshire now he's found something else that he's after and he's going after that now. Do I don't like it when he sort of, you know, it, it, some people have said, "Oh, he's bad mouthing the Free State Project." He's bad. Well, I don't, you know. Okay, whatever. Maybe he is, but there's still room for both. I look at what Mark's doing as sort of a, a business first version 
right? That's got a philosophical slant to it, as opposed okay. to what's going on in New Hampshire as a philosophical thing that may have some business implications. Well, there's also Free State West, right? They're trying this thing in Wyoming or wherever. Yeah, that and is. there's been a variety of these projects. There was yeah. one in uh, there was what, a Ron Paul City, South of Carolina. Texas where he was yeah, there, there was one. There's uh, the whole Anarchapulco thing. There was like a yeah. let's yeah. move to Anarchapulco and that kind of a thing. The move here movement is a wonderful idea. Yeah. Just pick the move here that suits your needs best right. and go there. And again, I say that there's room for, for both, for whatever Mark is doing and whatever Free Talk Live is doing. They can coexist, yeah. and in fact, they can cross-promote each other. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what we've been doing, right? So I don't, I don't like this sort of you know division you know mark's yeah. a traitor you know there's no it's, reason to it, call him names it's you called know? freedom you it's know he's doing again, what he wants to do again it's because bad slave believes that the free state project can only work if all the libertarians come here and aren't anywhere else and you know what else i live in new hampshire because i love new hampshire i love the mountains i love the snow all of my friends are here and i love them too but if somebody doesn't love new hampshire then i don't want them here Because I want them to go where their heart takes them. Right. And regardless of, you know, what that, you know, you listeners, whoever, if you're involved in the Free State Project or the migration, the larger migration movement here in New Hampshire, you should have a whole bunch of respect for what Mark Edge has done. Prior to his no, you know, you know, and he'll be back. I mean, he even said he might be back in a week well, or two or whatever. And you can still respect what you he's know, doing. Kind of thing. Because yes, he's, absolutely. He's assessed the progress longer than you have, most likely, right? Because they got here pretty early on. Sure did. Right? And went like, this is not the amount of progress I would have hoped to have seen in this limited period of time. I've got this limited period of time left on like my life cycle. Right. I want to try something else now. And Mark Edge isn't the first person to move to New Hampshire for the larger migration movement or the Free right. State Project or whatever, and then leave. Yeah, right? it, a lot it, of people it, have done that. It happens. You know, I don't know what the numbers are, but like, it, he's not the first uh, one. But he's actively siphoning people away. It's just which that is different. Uh, well, is he though? Like, have I do don't you, know anybody? Do you know anybody <laughs> no. that has like been like, "Yep, we're following Mark. Screw this." Right. I don't know anybody other than Mark. Okay. Right. Who's like left New Hampshire to go, you know, gallivanting about and, you know, that, I mean, that kind of a thing. Hand, he now, took a hand, handful of people were with him in Saipan or Northern Marianas. Right. Well, right. But were they from New Hampshire? It, it, even if they weren't from New Hampshire, if they would have moved to New Hampshire instead. Right. Then Mark has effectively removed them from the Free State Project. <laughs> but Maybe. you know what? But you don't know that. You I can't don't know predict that. that. But You're also right. somebody that wants to live in a tropical Yes. You know, if if we're thinking like tropical versus New Hampshire, would those people, those people would have went to Florida or something. Right. Keep those in mind, people don't want to live in New Hampshire and keep that's in mind, okay. Mark is from Florida. Yeah, this is not his, New Hampshire is not his natural habitat, right? The tropics are his natural habitat. So as he, you know, crosses the the half century mark, you know, uh Far out, solid, and right on, man. I I hope he finds the freedom he's looking for. I hope we all do, and I hope that this can be an indicator that freedom is popular in far more places than just New Hampshire. More Free Talk Live is on the way, 603-283-6160. Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday night edition. 
The phones are packed, but it looks like there's one line open. You might be able to get in. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Nikki. And Richie Rich. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. With just an email address, so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Trade them for Tether, then buy ITR. That's the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision over at intercoin.org. And now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. All right. uh, We'll get back to talking about the prison with the radio station, amongst other things. But we have some callers who've been holding for a moment. Let us go to, I believe this is Talk from Odessa, Texas. Hey. Hey, you guys are awesome. Hey, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, you guys are just awesome. Hey, listen, uh, getting word out. I uh, haven't had much success with this concept. Uh, it's, it's several years old. I wanted to get you guys ideas because uh, basically you're smarter than I am. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm an inventor, so I've, I've got my talents. But you guys, you guys are going to know how to do this uh, if it can be done. Uh, the concept is kind of like uh, this: that we have all these great organizations. Uh, I guess I should name some of them. You know, like, like uh, American Taxpayers Union, or you know, the, uh, even John Birch Society. I mean, you could go on and on and on about these uh, conservative organizations, right? Okay. All across the country, all across the country. They do exist, uh, sec- yes. Second Amendment uh, and that sort of thing. Okay. So if we agree on certain basic things, like uh, freedom of speech, <laughs> you know, First Amendment, Second Amendment, and uh, certain things, mm-hmm. then we should be able to all get together and at least support the basics at least get together and let everyone know that, uh, that this is the way it's going to be, that there's there's a lot of us. See, it's like that silent uh, minority kind of, or silent minor, uh, majority, excuse me, okay. majority kind of a thing. It's time not to be silent anymore. And the way to have our, our voice out is to organize with some kind of a platform where all these organizations get together, uh, you kind of get in the concept that I. No, uh, I I don't. So I mean, for many years, folks have been you know trying to either form new organizations or use existing organizations to you know sort of get their voices heard or you know tell you know politicians or government whatever like hey that we don't want to do it this way we want to do it this other way. And yeah. nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. So you are correct that there are a lot of organizations that exist that, you know, purport to be supportive of things like, you know, our rights or specific, you know, things in the Bill of Rights. And well, that even kind of specifically, thing. the freedom of speech is not universally accepted 
anymore. Yeah, it's true. Right. There are people that don't I, want you to have free speech. Now, I, I believe you that uh, there are a lot of people who are silent about how they feel about freedom. They're scared to talk about it. They're scared that they're going to make themselves a target of the very government with which they would speak out against. Or not even the government. A lot of it comes down to, hey, I can't speak out because my political beliefs differ from my bosses. Right. And I will lose my job if I get vocal about certain things. But I can't prove any of that because there's not an organization for the silent majority, as you say, talk. Yes, sir. I think I think uh, it, it takes it's going to take years, but it, it it would take maybe uh, just a couple of years. But you'd have a platform. You'd, you'd of course uh, make it make it certain and be certainly known that this is a platform separate from uh, the Republican or, or Democratic platforms or anything like that. It, it would include uh, information, uh, very specific information about uh, about what all these people agree on. In Let's let's just go back to like the First Amendment and the freedom of speech, right? In mod, like in modern times, twenty twenty two, if you started a platform of some kind that said we are the free free speech platform, you would immediately be renounced by the left as an alt right conspiracy platform. They don't want that, so then you're already marginalized to the right just for your advocation of free speech. Yeah, that's actually happened here to Free Talk Live. You know, the the, the left will go, oh, free, oh, they're a libertarian, they're part of the alt right. You know, we get labeled and you know crapped on and all that kind of stuff. But we we are really the free speech show. I I think though, talk that the thing you can do is as you're doing right now, call in, get your voice heard. We do have a platform here. We are broadcast on close to 200 radio stations, and this is what we do all the time, but it's not enough. We need other people like you to encourage the regular folk, the silent majority, to start speaking out themselves because it's not until, as you pointed out, it's not until more people who agree start standing up for themselves and their families and their communities that this will all you know, have some sort of a difference made. So thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it i don't know you know i think that that is key right i think that more people speaking out is key to changing the world that we live in right now and that's starting to happen especially i think the whole covid thing really nudged a lot of people who were kind of like on the edge of being able to speak their mind and then you know some things got held above their head and Mm -hmm. you know push came to shove and you know people are starting to speak out against what is happening? Because almost everybody has been seeing the lies that the government has been perpetuating throughout the years. But once it gets to, you know, people are just, oh, well, it doesn't really affect me right now. And I'm just going to keep going to work and keep doing this and keep doing that. But now it is starting to affect everybody. Yeah. And people are starting to wake up and they're starting to realize that. Some people, because Some you, people, again, yes. you have the, the vaxxed versus the anti-vax. Like, that's the dividing line. It's such a joke, too. Yeah. Understood. It's ridiculous. But then you have the, I'm double-vaxxed and boosted, and I got COVID, right? Whose fault is it? Those damned anti-vaxxers. Right. Yeah, right? because- Because they, they're still blinded by, yeah, by the fact- Yeah, because they've been labeled the others, the, the enemy, if you right. will. And the division has been created. It, it's, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It exists. I don't know how and to- both sides un- are doubled down so hard that you're yeah. not going to bridge that. Yet. How do we undo that? And it's it's hard because with any other vaccine or any other medication, like the smallpox vaccine, it was literally eradicated because the vaccine worked. 
if you get the vaccine, you can't get smallpox. But for some reason, people aren't using that same logic with this. Because they changed the definition of vaccine, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that empires like to do is change definitions to fit their narratives. And, well, we've seen plenty of that happening as well. 603-283-6160. More of your calls. Uh, We've got one line open. We've got some callers on hold. When we come back, this is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month. So drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the broadcast tonight. We're a live call-in radio talk program. We've got some calls on hold we'll try to get to. We're currently having some sort of a technicality. That's a that's a portmanteau that I made up. It's technical difficulty, but it's just one word now, technicality. Okay. Uh, there seems to be an audio problem, so uh, we're I, I've got our crack team of engineers working on it right now, so uh, we'll, hopefully we'll get that uh, remedied very quickly. Uh, but in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. <sighs> We've been talking about all sorts of things kind of all across the board, but really, like, the situation that we find ourselves in today is rather dystopian, don't you think? I mean, as the days go on, it seems to get more and more so. Yeah, I guess depends on your point of view. Well, it is a very interesting timeline, to say the least. And, you know, with regards to the COVID, you know, the government reaction to COVID and all that kind of crap, like, it just seems like every day there's something new, right? There's a new thing that they're doing or like... Or something old that's just getting worse. Or or something that they tried <laughs> and then, you know, like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Oh, no, we're going to do it again. Yeah. Like, because it was totally ineffective the first time. Bring back the mask mandates. Well, and let me tell you, in the grocery store, the past like few weeks, I've noticed even here in Keene, a lot of people are masking. Like only a oh, yeah. handful of people do not have masks on. Those are the law-abiding citizens. Oh, right? is there a mandate in here? Keene, oh, yes. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, it's on a big sign as you enter Main Street. Yeah, they Mask put up the uh, the it's the big orange. Uh, you know, road construction sign, the digital sign where they can put whatever they want on it. And so they put that uh, as you enter town and it says keen mask mandate effective on this date. And, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I really? just totally um, like blurred that out of my vision. I have no clue what you're talking about. I so, just don't whenever I, ha- I I can get a feeling when a sign or a person is about to tell me what to do in my brain is just like, nope, F you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, so... But that's why you're seeing it more in Keene, because the mandate is back in effect here. Yeah, so But, but only here. Like, I live outside of Keene, and so uh, it there is no mandate of any kind. However, 
more people are masking now than yeah. were before because, well, Keene is sort of the, uh, well, it's the big city of the small towns that sort of surround it. And so people who live outside of Keene, the city, uh, there's a phrase that's used. It's like, well, I guess I got to go to town, right? Because you need yeah. something from like the Home Depot, someplace you know, that you know you, need, you, you don't need have. milk and eggs. <laughs> well, no, you get that outside of Keene. Yeah, you probably don't need that outside of Keene. Yeah, all the but like something like a Home Depot. There's one yeah. in Keene, but not anywhere you know in a thirty mile radius. So oh, got to go to town. You I know. need screws from a door hinge. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the things one of the callers uh, had mentioned something about uh, definitions, and we talked about how government changes definitions. Yep. Um, I don't know much about this, but apparently uh, Dr. Malone, uh, this is the guy that is one of the, I believe he's the inventor of the PCR test. Oh, okay. yes. And and he says that it's it's crap. The test itself is crap. You can test positive for anything using his test, et cetera. And so I on. think the CDC recently admitted to the, as much. Well, he appeared on a Joe Rogan podcast recently. He did. I have not seen the podcast. Have you? I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen any of it. But somebody sent me this uh, earlier today, and it says, Google quickly resets screens results for mass formation psychosis. This is a phrase, mass formation psychosis, after bombshell Dr. Malone Joe Rogan interview. So, and I saw evidence of this today. Somebody else sent me a thing. They're like, hey, uh, Google mass formation psychosis real quick. And like you couldn't get to a, a result. Google yeah. said like, oh, the there are varying results for this. Please stand by or try again later. You know, it was like, oh, what? Anything else you Google, there's 10 million results in a number of seconds. Right. Yeah. This one, they're taking a little bit of time to get to you. Right. They're like trying to figure, oh, what should the definition be? We should change it or whatever it is. So. If you think Google is acting independently, uh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think they are uh, in step with the powers that be in changing definitions and continuing the the dystopia, really, Yeah, that, that we find ourselves living in. You know, Mark even pointed out on his call, like, if, or at least I said to him, if you'd have gone back in time... And got me from 2018 and said, here's what the world is going to look like. And then sent me back. I'd have been like, no. People no. won't fall for it. Nobody's going to be walking around with masks all the time. And we're not going to be like locked down. And you know, people aren't going to you know, try and peer pressure and otherwise coerce people into getting some sort of experimental medication that they're calling a vaccine. Uh, you know, that That's really manipulating your DNA. So that's never going to happen. I, I mean... Even even three months into the so-called pandemic, I wouldn't have expected any of it. Like, I wouldn't expect it to even be lasting this long. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, see, early on, prior prior to the pandemic with you, Captain, I might have been in a similar position. Where like, no way. But I think they knew that as well because early on, they everything was so insidious. Right? Like I've, I said it on this show, mm-hmm. it's an insidious virus. That's how they're going to maintain control. Because you don't know you have it. You have yeah. to wait two weeks to find out. After those two weeks are run, you're allowed out into the world, and your first day out, you can catch it again, and then you still don't know you have it. So what do you have to do? You have to wait two weeks again. And so it was just perpetual on lockdown or yeah. you know in quarantine or whatever you want to call it, because there was never going to be a way to know that you had it if symptoms didn't present for two weeks after you were able to get it and transmit it. So if you don't have symptoms, then you're fine. 
But you weren't. That was the thing. That's that was the narrative that they said. Well, right. they were you, they were trying to say that you could still spread it and like hurt somebody else, which may but... have been true even without symptoms early on. Yeah. Right. So you were. Everyone was like at that point. Carriers, non-carriers, uh, ill people, well people. Yeah. They were all potential carriers of the virus, and there was no way to distinguish between those four groups. And I mean, in the beginning, I mean, it really felt like if you got it, it was a death sentence. I remember working in the COVID unit, like in the very beginning, and it was just like terrifying because we had no clue what this was. We're, you know, have no PPE, you know, working right with people that have it. Right. And, And I still didn't even get it until like a year later. And if you were so, that concerned that early on, right, that would have been a reason to voluntarily isolate yourself. Yeah. Right. There was no reason to mandate lockdowns because if it were that bad, people would already take those, you know, take those steps on their own. But well, now people are realizing that it's not that bad. And that's why they have to crack down on all these mandates because people know. Well, and I feel like convincing otherwise healthy people with zero symptoms of anything that walking around and conducting their lives as normal was a danger to anybody else is one of the greatest pieces of propaganda ever perpetuated on the human race. That's why I called yeah. it insidious. I went, ooh, this is bad. Yeah. This is yeah. real bad because there's no way to know. There's never been a time in history where otherwise healthy people walking around were considered poisonous. A threat. A threat. Yeah. You're a threat. Yeah. You're a threat to your fellow man. Yeah, just, just by existing. walking around and breathing. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's preposterous now as it was then. And we're going into what, year three of the f- two weeks to flatten the curve? Well, it's COVID 19. We're now in 2022, man. Yeah. So the real virus is fear. That Ooh. is a fact. And we were having some offline discussion with some of the folks that were here last night about that very topic fear. Right, And if you just open a history book, just look back into history at all, the history of governments, the history of religions, the way these people take and keep control is by continually inventing something for you to be fearful of. Yep. It's the tried and true method to control human beings and with, make them fearful. And with religion and Christianity specifically, it's like fear of the afterlife and eternal damnation. Yeah, and then now with governments, at least with COVID, it's fear of getting the virus, fear of, you know, the government doing some fear of more lockdowns, fear, 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 fear. Yeah. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. So I had mentioned in a previous segment that we were having some audio problems with our telephones. And Boom, it appears all your calls. It, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what happened. So if you were on hold, please call back 603-283-6160 or, or not. You can try another day. It's fine. Uh, but the phones uh, appear to be working now. I've tested them myself, and uh, I was able to get audio. So uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. And uh, let's just go back a minute, because we were talking about this article from the Marshall Project about this prison in Texas that 
has its own radio station somehow. Apparently, gear was donated by some churches. Well, and that because kind of thing. the prisoners asked the warden if they could have one, and the warden went, "I guess." I, you know, the I kind don't, of power that man holds. I, I don't really like, you know, I don't like the prison industrial complex that we have going on here, and the fact that there's more people in prisons in the United States of America than ever were in the gulags of, you know, the olden days, uh, and that we imprison more people per capita than anywhere else like i don't like any of that and so i don't want to like say oh well good on the warden you know what i mean uh, like some people would be like oh good job warden you let the prisoners have a thing uh, and i'm like uh, well yeah i'm kind of uh, i'm kind of with you on that there's gonna be a warden so it might as well be a nice libertarian warden so more libertarians in state jobs to take all those positions away from real state. That's, that's the argument about like a benevolent dictator would be better than, you know, a, a non-benevolent dictator, I guess, or any other dictator in history. A libertarian monarch. That's what we need. A m- monarchitarian? Well, like, there's no portmanteau there. <laughs> Monarchitarian? Yeah, I, I can't make a portmanteau out of that, Richie Rich. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. You've reached the limits of the imagination, or at least mine. No. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, so that's what Mark can call his fake religion for his new book. What the, the monarchitarian? The, the monarchitarians. Ooh, interesting. The islandarians. The island of monarchitarians. A book by Mark. He does Edge. seem to like islands, though. There you go. Right. I mean, I just gave him a title and a, and the byline. What was it again? Just in case the you island of monarchitarians by Mark Edge. There we go. I had him selling cutlery the other day. Mark okay. Edge cutlery. I thought nice. that was appropriate. <laughs> If Fellows fails, he could become a knife salesman. <laughs> he can sell, though, dude. That guy's got like this that demeanor, man. You know, not going to deny that at all. Uh, so anyway, the, this article continues. Uh, it talking about uh, this radio station. Uh, it says, in some ways, the tank is like a community center for men who can never leave their cells. Aside from the music and daily announcements, the DJs stream news and play soundtracks to movies. Uh, there's also religious services, a biblical rap show we talked about. Uh, suicide prevention programs, and stock tips from death row. Uh, the author says, I'd been so drawn in by Ramirez's enthusiasm during our conversation that I wanted to come back and see the station. The warden let me, or led me through a maze of walkways and hallways before we got to a tiny room buried inside the facility. From the outside, it looked like the door to a closet, but inside the space was filled with sound equipment and computers. Except for the DJ's white prism uniform, the scene would have been inside an upstart studio anywhere in the outside world. This article, of course, has some photos, and you see a lot of the same gear that's here in this studio, really, mixing boards and you know, all sorts of gauges for things and cables. And, Amazing how universal the te- technology is. Yeah, and lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Uh, when, the, uh, when the author hit record, uh, they talked some about this prisoner's life. How No, about... Uh, when the author hit record, uh, he and the prisoner talked some about the author's life. The author apparently ended up in prison himself and then became a reporter afterward. And he says, but I've been covering prisons in Texas long enough that a lot of the guys already know these things about me. And some sent in some more idiosyncratic questions ahead of time. What was your favorite thing on commissary? Do you like Madonna, Pearl Jam, or Led Zeppelin? Pizza, steak, or tofu? So because they have this radio station, they were able to broadcast 
to the population, hey, we've got a reporter coming in who's going to interview us about the station. Send us in some questions. And so they did. So a little bit of a different interview from what the author himself even expected coming into this thing. Uh, From their cells and bunks, the men of Polunsky steer the interview. It's an unlikely way to take some measure of control in the heavily regulated world of prison and to hear their own words on the air at a station run by them and for them. That's been part of the attraction for Jedediah Murphy, who's been on death row for 20 years. Since he started listening to the tank, he's been writing in to Megamind's conspiracy theory show regularly. Though the quirky content aligns with his interests, it's not the main attraction. It's the audience that doesn't judge him by his past because they all have a past, too. Quote, when you have people in prison that don't really even care about the crime or the situation, that is something many of us have not seen, he wrote to me. This is inmate run for the inmates. The guys running the radio station understand how much that means. They've never been on death row, but many of them, including Hosiatha, have been in solitary, too, and they know how disorienting the constant isolation can become. So, again, this is just maybe me being entrepreneurial, yeah. right? But with prisoners being allowed to do things like this and with, you know, the world currently in a work-from-home pattern, yep. right? Like, why not let them monetize this in some way, right? Like, get the FCC permission slip to broadcast with a bigger tower, perhaps get the money donated for that, and then, you know... Yeah, why sell not? ads or whatever. It's a good and, idea. And turn it turn it into like prison employment if they want to, if you know, because they obviously have the skills. Or, or how about at least, uh, you know, if they can't go that way, because I know the FCC is kind of a, yeah, a giant, you know, elephant to wrestle with. But even if they can't go that way, they could still, like they're producing this content, they're recording the content. Sure. They said everything's all pre-recorded. It's all approved already by at least the prison itself, if not some other bureaucrats on down the line. Th- this should make a very compelling podcast. Yeah, That's you might run. Into, yeah. I was thinking you might run into the licensing with the old sitcoms and whatever, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, mm. well, at least some of their content would probably be yeah. original. Yeah, yeah. So, or they could say, "Hey, from here on out, you know, now it can be a podcast." You know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing, and and then they could put some of these guys to work, go back and edit out any of the. You know, sure. sort of the IP stuff if they had to or whatever. Well, so it sounded like this is running almost all day. It did sound that way. So, I mean, a podcast is generally like, I mean, Free Talk Live is like pretty long show. You know, three, three hours, hours is yep. a pretty decent sized show. I feel like most podcasts that I listen to are like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I would, yeah. I would so, figure that. But some of what's running was music, right? And the, Yeah, the, so if they just had the like shows, segments, right? like talk show segments, they could turn like that into the podcast and keep their sitcoms as the, you know, the jail radio style. Right, so they right. Could, like, uh, you know. like Riley does for us. He makes the digest version, yeah. right? There could be somebody in the prison yeah. who like just takes all the talk radio stuff and condenses that down, make a podcast out of that or an episodic kind of a thing that, you yeah. know, sort of brings you up to date. I'm with just saying as far on. as rehabilitation is concerned, yeah, right? They, they've obviously got a desire, a drive to do this type of work. Why not let them benefit in some way? I would totally listen to that, too. I mean, that would probably be very interesting. Even people just telling their stories. I mean, typically people in prison have interesting stories. So, I didn't do it. Know. I swear. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story most of them tell. <laughs> But, I mean, it's also, like, kind of likely that most people in prison 
uh, particularly with like drugs and all that kind of stuff, are in there for nonviolent offenses. Right. Yeah. So what does that say? So those people, right, that are not going to be detrimental. Well, those people should be let out, yes. right, because they're not Absolutely. violent. Absolutely, yeah. But they're also the most likely going to be able to hold down regular work while in there. And if they find something like the radio station or whatever that they have a passion about, yeah, right, why stop them? Well, and as a tangent, especially in states where marijuana has been decriminalized at a minimum, if not fully legalized for recreational and or medicinal purposes, uh, if there's a prison that is holding people for the crime of marijuana that has legalized marijuana, why, you are a-holes. Uh, I'm just saying. The, the state, and that's putting it nicely. I, I, I'm on national radio, so I can't say the actual words that I want to, sadly, which is another beef of mine. But, like... But does the warden really? have the power to just unlock the door and let them out? I, I don't I, think it would be the warden. I think it, you I know you have to governor yeah, or something. go through you know different channels. But universal pardon by the governor. But there's there's a thing too. Uh, there was a thing uh, in Washington State before I left and moved here, where they were looking for some amount of money, and I like went through and I found all the people who were still in prison for marijuana offenses at uh, you know around thirty five thousand dollars a year. I multiplied it out, and there's all the money they needed to fund this other thing. But of course. They wouldn't do it. Of course not. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. We've got more coming up. Hour number three is next. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeen.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeen.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeen.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keene. That's move.freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. What in the world is going on? Well, we'll tell you about it here on Free Talk Live. Are you going to find Carmen San Diego as well? Uh, she was hanging out with Waldo. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We found both Waldo and Carmen San Diego. They were just hanging out together, having some private time. Ooh. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen. Uh, if I mentioned it, or if you didn't hear me mention it before, I did mention it before, uh, we have we seem to have fixed the phones. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to those in just a minute. 603-283-6160. If you were on hold uh, and you know got disconnected, that was because we were uh, troubleshooting the problem. Seems to be remedied. The technicalties? Technicalties uh, have you know been... Uh, somebody sprayed a can of technicalty be gone. Mm. So... 
yeah, at least for the moment, anyway. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Nikki. And Richie Rich. This is Free Talk Live. And without further ado, let's just go to your calls and thoughts. We have a Jet calling from Florida. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. You guys were talking earlier about how uh, Mark is wanting to establish these free cities, you know, versus places like New Hampshire. Yeah, I believe and it's going- uh, free private cities is the, the full terminology there. I don't know if he wants well, to establish I'm- all of them. He's just promoting the idea. I'm going to tell you why that's the best idea. Sure. Um, the um, the United States, for example, New Hampshire as a smaller setting, Alaska, Hawaii. Imagine the Philippines with all its um, islands. These are just fictions. And the definition of a fiction is something invented by the imagination or a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So we live in the fantasy of despots and tyrants yes, we in do. this large scale, using the paradigm of large-scale borders. That, that paradigm has to go. And, of course, you know the way that uh, I understand uh, how to rid the world of this paradigm is to simply repeat these words over and over. Very short, four words, for example. Could be three, could be four, could be five. And that is that these are just other people who who put themselves in these positions of power and control, and and they're just other humans, but they're willing to hurt us if we dare challenge their superiority. Okay. So, so the city enclave concept is probably the best because that way people are not influenced outside of that small arena that metropolitan area, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had more of these things where, uh, you know, rather than the entire state of California, if we had those people who wanted to congregate in L.A. or or up in Eureka, up in the very, you know, upper mm-hmm. ends of it, then um, people would be happier because they could make those choices based upon all kinds of things, including climate, economics, uh, crime, all this kind of thing. So the city enclave really is... Uh, the better concept. Yeah, but what uh, about defense? What happens when they get invaded and overrun well, and turned into slaves? I, I haven't had a chance to talk to, to Mark about it to hear his rebuttal of this, but uh, this kind of a thing is already happening inside of the United States. That is to say yeah. there are, we'll call them corporations, who have purchased land in the desert somewhere. I don't know if it's Nevada or Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere where they're trying to do something similar to the free private city. Uh, You know, they've basically lobbied the existing government for special permissions within this area to build their, quote, city, unquote, of whatever design it is. My objective is to uh, help people all around the world Mm -hmm. escape from this paradigm of the larger borders things because borders don't make any sense for example what's the difference between the people of kansas city missouri kansas city kansas so the concept that i'm trying to get across that i never seem to get to in these conversations is that in order to change your mind you're going to have to keep telling yourself that these are just other people who have no more right no more right to do anything than you or i if you do that uh, and spread that message around then more people will become awakened to the idea that you know what, uh, I shouldn't have to be obedient to just other 
monkeys because they're just other humans. They're not special, and, so, and they're certainly not superior. That's the main message I want to get across. And you guys have a platform and a forum to be able to promote that about every other minute. The wonderful thing is if you get that message across, you wouldn't need to move anywhere, right? Like where you're yeah. at would be fine because True. you'd then be surrounded by people who just leave you alone. They're just other people. I don't, right. it just, I don't know when it hit me, you know, whether it was in high school or something, it, it just the idea that somebody else, some stranger telling me that I have to do something, especially I have to pay them money that I earned, that just messed with my head. And I, I've been the rebel ever since. Yeah, and you're not wrong about that. Absolutely. You, you're completely in the right. And I agree with you and your position on that. Uh, getting it into uh, you know, a succinct, mm, palatable idea that you can spread quickly and easily you know, it doesn't come uh, easy to me anyway, uh, you know, amongst other people well, as well. The elevator speech is very simple. It's, it's like I said, um, people with titles are just other people who have no more right to do anything than you or I. It's that short, that sweet. You could say people with titles are just other people, other yeah. humans who have no more right. But I think it takes more than, you know, one phrase to change people's minds. Uh, Not if you hit them over the head with it every day or every hour. Well, no, then they just they tune you out. Maybe. Yeah, not uh, you, everybody's you become going redundant to be... and monotonous. So, like, really, all I should have to say uh, when it comes to the monkeys that are more popularly called government, all I should have to say is uh, this type of organization is wrong because the ends should justify the means. Okay, we're living in the fantasy. Just remember that, and that's pretty much all I got. Living in a fantasy, and we don't have to. And I, w I will also, again, suggest that the best way to change people's minds is to use, like, the powers of liberty and freedom to solve their problems. Mm, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this, the whole, like, top-down approach, like, you got to get the freedom and the liberty because blah, 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 and then you just, like, vomit on them. Right. Is never going to work. But if they come with, like, I need this solved... Right, go like here's how you do it, and then I need this, well, I like, and it's the same solution. Like more freedom, more liberty will get you where you want to go, and you can demonstrate that. I think that would be more effective in changing people's hearts and minds. I kind of like Ernie Hancock's statement too: "Is freedom is the answer, no matter the question." <laughs> What's the question? Yeah. Right. Hey, thanks for the call, Jet. We appreciate you. Um, I think that different people. I, I know this for a fact. Uh, I used to run a, um, we'll call it an inside sales room. And uh, I had a bunch of people who were all very similar to each other. They all had similar styles, similar presentations, similar voices, similar methods of speaking, you know, that kind of a thing. And it would ebb and flow, right? And we couldn't get the sales cycle leveled out to where they were producing consistently over time. So we let some people go. And in the hiring process, I made the determination to hire people who were different from each other within this team. We're talking a team of like 10 people or something like that. And it totally worked because, you know, one person can talk to a person and explain it in a way that they understand, whereas another person can talk to that same person and totally turn them off of the product or service. Yeah. And so by having a diverse group of people, a diverse group of voices who explain things differently was how we actually ended up fixing our problem and leveling out our sales cycles. I think the same thing applies to selling freedom. 
Right? Most people in the United States of America think that they're free. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Yeah. And, but convincing them that they're not is a difficult thing to do. It's also why I stopped doing it. Right. right? Stop trying to convince because right. I'm abrasive and most people don't like me. So I'm like, I gave up on that. I'm just the guy that mocks you from far and yeah. laughs at you for not being free. I almost got into like bar fights because, you know, like, oh, you hate America. You're, you know, you're a traitor. Right. I got all yeah. that kind of crap. Right. You know, so uh, I just stopped doing it, at least when I'm out drinking in bars and that kind of thing. <laughs> but now I'm on the radio. So, uh, <laughs> what you going to do now? Captive, Fight me now, bro. Captive audience, I guess. 603-283-6160. More of your calls and thoughts are on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are live. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to you in moments. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes, and it could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Again, visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Joe calling from Maryland. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Happy New Year, Mon Capitan, Nikki, and Richie Rich. Hey, back at you, Joe. What's on your mind? Thank you. Okay. Uh, what they don't tell you about this virus and everybody getting sick and everybody's all worried about it and stuff, that uh, there are ways to prevent this. And... Uh, what you could do, I, I'll tell you how you get the virus. Um, it gets through your nasal passages. It incubates for three days, goes down to your throat, and spreads through your body. Mm-hmm. So it, it, so when you go out, it, and it's not hand contact or anything like that or on surfaces. So what you would do is you would get, like, people who do netty, they're uh, – really immune to this virus because and, they clean out their nostrils and everything. So for our listeners but, uh, who don't know, neti is, uh, they, they make these pots and you basically pots. steam your nasal passages by holding your head over it with like a towel or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Just waterboard yourself in your kitchen sink. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you could do is get a uh, saline solution that, you know, you get at the uh, uh, 
drugstore and uh, spriting your nose. Yeah. And uh, you could put up a, you know, boil some uh, water and everything like that and put some Vicks in it and things like that and breathe it over the thing, but that's too much uh, problems. Or you could buy yourself like uh, some spray, colloidal silver. You spray it up your nose and you can spray that in your throat and that would prevent it. Also, like I also have these uh, zinc C elderberry and echinacea lozenges. And like if I even feel like a little tweak in my throat, right, I pop one in immediately. So, um, and there's a whole bunch of other things you can do herbally, and and they don't tell you this. And well, yeah, they don't tell you because they're dying. Yeah, they're they're not interested. And by they, I mean like the mainstream media. You know, people under Fauci's organization, anybody within the pharmaceutical, you know, pharmaceutical medical complex. They they don't tell you about these things because they don't care about your health. They don't care. All they want is for you to be stabbed in the arm with their newest invention. And then whatever, you know, side effects you might have, they're going to sell you a drug for that, too, down the line. Right. That comes later. You get the free shot now that makes you (laughs) need the, the whatever drug they're coming out with later. For life. Okay, here's here's what a research scientist said. He looked at the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the shot that they give you, the stuff and oh, the vaccine. He looked in the vaccine, and he said, "This is the honest to goodness truth." He said he looked. He saw a set of eyes looking up at him, and it was you know one of the micros- microbes in there and stuff like that they put in there. He saw a set of eyes looking up at him. He had to wow. get away from the mic, uh, from the uh, microscope, because he actually thought that thing was looking at him, staring at him, and he thought that that thing knew who he was and was looking into his soul. That's how scary it is. That is very interesting. And hey, thanks for the call tonight, Joe. And we now appreciate you lost it. Most of us. <laughs> yeah, that's we were with you on the nasal thing. COVID, because- it's staring right at you. Well, the the nasal thing, I've heard similar concepts or techniques yeah. on like Wes Bertrand's show, like the Complete Liberty or the Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast or whatever. We're like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to get rid of it, just get a histamine thing, and like, you know, that would be that would kill the COVID yeah. before it has chance to like spread into the, the rest of your respiratory system. But they're like, you know, for eyes just staring up at you under the microscope. Yeah, I'm not man. sure about that one. Yeah, I, you know, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't looked at I, it, I so I don't looked, know. So, uh, you know, what can I say? I can say you probably lost people. You might have had people up until that part, <laughs> as far as, like, reaching people with credible information. Yeah. And then you just destroyed all the credibility you had. Let's move right along. Let's go to Richard in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Richard. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. You're, you're live. Yes, thank you for taking my call. In the last couple of days up here in Albuquerque, there's been a commercial about buying into oil production. And I guess I'm making a national scam alert because these people are talking about buying into, I guess, oil wells and oil production, but oil production, everything is on its way out because you've got other alternative forms of energy that's coming in. And also, 
I've uh, last Monday I had between 12 and 15 scam calls telling me they were from Amazon and my credit card was going to be charged uh, for $995 up to $1,499. And I don't have an Amazon account, <laughs> and I probably never will because I'm in a position where I can pay for most things in cash. But for people around the country, be, be aware of phone telephone scams. Thank you. I enjoy listening to your show. Thanks, Richard. We appreciate well, the call. Investing in oil features may not be a bad thing, right? It's. Yeah. I mean, depending on how he got the information, though. Now, he said he heard a commercial. So. Yeah. So, but a commercial is different from a, a fraudulent solicitation. Correct, yeah. But it is, you know, it's more and more difficult to tell, like, what things are legit, what things aren't. Like, yeah. if you're not into, like, MLM, multi-level marketing, sure. it, like, you can easily get, like, hornswoggled into one of those before you, and then you're like, oh, it's MLM, what am I doing here, right? It, it's, yeah. it, they've gotten very creative with their onboarding Understood. techniques, is what I'm saying, I guess. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Richard, for, uh, you know. be as on the way out as he thinks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but thanks for the, you know, warning on scams. Of course, people, do be careful of any scams out there. 603-283-6160. We've got more Free Talk Live on the way for you. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a foreword by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. There's your segue. What segue? Talking about online scams. I don't. I have a car, dude. I don't need a segue. You gotta get the segue that turns into like a go kart. How are you gonna drive your car inside of the mall, though? You need a segue. No, I just need a really big mall. You need that to go too. to Florida. That's what you need <laughs> yeah. to do. If you're gonna drive your car through the mall. That's uh, totally a Florida man thing to do. For those of you wondering what you're listening to, it is Free Talk Live. This is the Sunday night edition. Uh, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. We are live call and talk radio show. We've got calls are on hold. We've only got one line open right now, but if you want to try and get in, go ahead, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. We're giving away... Wait, I think we already give, gave this away. We did. We did. Yeah, well, we're no longer giving that away. You missed your chance. Maybe, I'm, tune I'm reading, in last yes. week. <laughs> tune into in our... Tune our, in yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> tune into our archives over at freetalklive.com to find out who got the free bit bucks. Um, <laughs> Throw that in the trash. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to leave it. See if anybody else does it, too. I'm going to set up Aria. <laughs> I, I do want to say thank you to Dale, who is a Gold Amps subscriber. Uh, you can find out more over at amps, A-M-P-S, dot freetalklive.com. Uh, but basically, Dale has taken it upon themselves to give us some money. 
Uh, gold level, I believe, is uh, 15 bucks nice. uh, per month. And this money goes to help get this radio program onto more radio stations and otherwise promote the show as well. So right now we're on around 200 stations. We could be on 250, 300, 350 is not out of the question. It's all up to you, and we could use your help to do so. Uh, you do get some perks if you are a subscriber or a member of the AMPS program, which stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support over at amps.freetalklive.com. But that's not why, you know, yeah, we give you some cool things if you if you do donate. But you should really want to donate if you enjoy the content that we bring you, the hosts, the co-hosts, the fact that we are, I think, the only live call-in radio talk program from a perspective of a perspective of freedom, peace, and prosperity. So uh, a unique thing in this world today. Please consider becoming an AMPS subscriber over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Dale. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Mac calling in from Colorado. Mac, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Captain. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Richie. Hey. And Happy New Year. You too. Um, <clears throat> so I was speaking to Ian on Free Talk Live uh, yesterday about trying to get it be a more occurring thing. I was kind of pitching him ideas as to how to maybe, you know, get on the ball about that and um, kind of discuss that the uh, that this is a radio show and not a podcast. Right. And I was his big gripe about it. And I brought you up because I thought you would be best to host for your talk live. No, but thanks. The, the thing, yep, but the thing is I didn't want it to really be called for your talk live. I mean, I guess I never really got out to say maybe uh, a separate thing with free talk live called maybe called free talk live after dark. And maybe you would host it like three times a week. Like, I don't know, say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then something like that. And the reason for that is, well, I feel like if you guys focus not just on radio, but on live streaming, you might be able to gain an audience of a younger generation. Well, we already live stream the show on like, well, not so much live stream, but like podcasts and stuff. I mean, you can well, pretty much find Free Talk Live wherever. Yeah, I mean, we do live stream the show, but it's also a radio show, which means there are certain things we can't talk about, according to the FCC. And I think exactly. I think Mac is getting at, like, I want to hear the uncensored version. I want to hear, like, what you got, how you guys really talk to each other. And, oh, like, okay. I get you know, it sort of the, the things we can't say. He wants yeah. to hear that kind of stuff. Well, and, shameless self-promotion, then. Uh, I do a live podcast on Saturdays on Clubhouse, and then I release it. Into the internet. What is it called? Called the Anarchist Experience. Interesting. And how long has that been on? Uh, Seven years. A lot of content. A lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mac, I you know I'm not opposed to doing you know more shows, uh, particularly the of the uncensored variety. The problem that I've had, and this is just me personally, it's something I could totally get over. I'm sure with enough practice. But the problem that I've had is. When I sit down in this studio here, I have to be in a frame of mind to not use uh, all of the language and descriptions that the FCC prohibits me from using. 
because I don't want to. And Ian did mention that yesterday. Yeah, and so what happens to me yeah. is when I when I when I do an episode of Free or Talk Live, and I'm free to speak the way I normally do and use the language that I want to use, and I come back like I'm more apt to violate those rules the next time. Now I'm sure I can get over that with enough practice. So like it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility. But I just well, his suggestion was you just keep it clean. But what fun is fun that? I yeah, I but, don't know that I'm capable really. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like that either. And the other thing I did suggest was why not do it at Aria's uh, uh, Adasius or Kade? I forget what the yeah. she called it. Um, it it's a good she idea. Me that she took it down. Yeah, it's a good idea, and you know, it's not. I mean, we're, we're certainly considering it. Uh, I just, that's all I have for you right now is that that's where it's at. Okay. It does, um, if it's going to be released as a podcast or live stream, it doesn't even have to be after Free Talk Live. You that's can do true. It whenever. That's true. During the day. That's true. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that, Mac? Oh, uh, no. Just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts was on that. All right. Hey, I appreciate the call. Thanks for listening, man. I think the the thing about freer talk live is three hours is all already a long time to be doing like a radio show, and then to like tack on a like an hour or two after that, yeah, multiple times a week. I mean that's like five hours, you know, well, a day. It's it's just like a lot. The other thing is like LRN FM has other live programming in the Liberty Sphere. Yeah, or, not anymore. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, you, it's all pre-recorded. Okay. Well, oh. then it did. But either way, you have all that other content if you listen to the LRN feed, right? And there's no reason why that freer talk live has to fit within like the same host going on for like another two right. hours. It could just be the show that gets broadcast after this one. I have considered resurrecting the Kickass podcast, which was something that I did uh, before I moved to the state of New Hampshire because I. Just felt like I needed to do something. Um, I had actually auditioned for another show that used to be on the radio called The Freedom Fiends. And yeah. it was just uh, the schedule and the tech just didn't, you know, the opportunity didn't sort of materialize theme there. Phone, theme uh, phone, theme phone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and that was run by Michael Dean. So I did that and then that didn't pan out just because of schedule, my job and, you know, tech and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, what can I do? I can do a, the Kick-Ass podcast. So I started doing my own podcast pre-recorded yeah. it would be literally just me and like one of my friends come to come in talk about current events or what's going on you know with a freedom spin to it yep. uh, and it was fun i enjoyed doing that so i've considered doing that but again it's about time and like you know do i lose money by spending time doing these other things in yes, my, my actual life you know is, 100%. you know what i have to consider and I'm not looking to get like paid or anything like, but I have to consider like those ramifications. How much time am I taking away yeah. from my other activities that I have to do to make sure my life stays, you know, on, you know, going. Yeah. But I do the podcast as a hobby. It's a nice little outlet where I do get to vent about other things that aren't necessarily free talk live related. Right. 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 Well, there it is. And I do. I enjoy your podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. Captain. Thank you. Um, what were we talking about? This was it. Oh. It was Free Talk Live. Oh, right. Free Talk Live. Uh, I we were I on a, topic. We didn't deviate at all that second. I thought I, had a, hmm, thought I had a point that I was trying to make and then forgot, but apparently I didn't. Okay. <laughs> 603-283-6160 is the number. We've got a couple calls holding, so you might be able to get in if you call now. 
Final segment of the Sunday Night Edition is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is the final segment of this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. If you've missed any of tonight's program, well, here shortly it'll be posted over at freetalklive.com. You know, give it an hour or two after the show before it's up there for you to review if you've missed any of it. You can also subscribe via podcast and all that kind of stuff. You can find out more about all that at freetalklive.com. And if you listen to it after 10 o'clock, just pretend it's free or talk live. Yes, yes. Uh, and if we say something like, what the beep? You can just fill in your own cuss word in your head there. You can imagine that there was a cuss word. That's what people do anyway. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. I, I often think about using... Uh, the original, the OG television series, Battlestar Galactica, they had substitute cuss words. Frack. Frack is one of them. They also had Felga Carb. Yeah, whatever that is. I don't know. Like, yeah. Use your imagination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's some other ones, too, that I can't remember. They, they had like three or four of them that I, off the top of my head I can't remember. But I often thought, I'm like, oh, I'll just use those instead. Right, and then there's other science fiction shows where you can, you know, pull you know their cuss words from like Smeg, right, that kind of thing. Uh, so you know, but then I'm like, ah, it just doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. I have not had an opportunity to call anyone a bow cave yet, so I'm a little disappointed in that. All right, well, just keep it in mind. I have it, been. It'll happen all week. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, so let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Rocking it on, I'm going to give you an innuendo. Chuck, you, Farley, go in your own jackyard and back off. You and your old bam damn go buck a fuffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else tonight, Major? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got, I'm, I'm double barrel loaded, buddy. Uh, all right, but hey, hang on, hang on. Let's, uh, let, let's officially tell you this. This seems to be Major Payne versus the FCC. Is that what we're getting at here? I think Major Payne wins this one. I didn't hear anything. It's it's on. We was talking about George Carlin the other night, remember? The seven deadly words. Yep. And cheese hits, corn hits, tater hits. Well, I got a question. I want Nikki to transpire this for me right quick. All right. I've enjoyed cheese hits for a long time, and I want to know if the album or the product from Bonisco came out before. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was this Texas radio station from the prisoners. Yes, yes. Y'all probably are too young to remember, but way back there was pirate radio. Arr. The Mexican radio. I'm on, on a Mexican whoa, radio. Yeah. Radio. Yeah, they made a song about it. Love that song. And these, these dudes rolled around in a van and could not be tracked by the FCC and did the dirty deed. They broadcast. I love them. There was a movie about one of them in like England or something where they went out into the ocean yes. on broadcast from a boat yes. or a ship, whatever the terminology works on that one well, from last there week. There you go. There's our next story. Submarine radio in the tube. Well, so I'm only going to listen to submarine radio if it's broadcast from a very specific type of 
of submarine, and that would be yellow. Yes, sir. John, George, and Ringo, bless them all. <laughs> Nikki, any luck? No, I'm currently reading through the history of Cheez-Its, so <laughs> might take right, me a little the other bit. One I, wanted, I got another point I want to touch on right quick. All right, go ahead. Is this big bird, right? Oh, help me get a vaccination, Mommy. And then we got tickle me homo vaccination doll. <laughs> By get God, young. I'm yeah. after the grouch. I've lived in a garbage can all my life. I'm immune to every damn thing. You ain't going to poke me nothing unless you throw a porcupine in my can. <laughs> one of my uh, former drummers in one of the bands I played in, uh, he rarely, if ever, got ill from anything. And and I asked him one day, I'm like, how come you never seem like you get sick? And he's like, oh, I just keep my body so full of crap that anything else that gets in there is immediately terminated by all the other crap that I put in my body. That's all right. Yeah, I'm ready for the dumpster fire. Let these some bitches fire it up. <laughs> Rock on, boys. Rock on. All right. Thanks, mate. Party we appreciate on, it. Party on. Uh, let's continue on. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes. I just want to mention that. You know what? When they hype up a, a company that's going to do really well and the newspaper, uh, like, for example, like the Thornburg company that was advertised 10 years ago, it went bankrupt. And it's a con job for them to people to invest their money and then they pull out all their money and then everybody loses money. So I've known two people that fell for this. They believe whatever they hear on the newspaper and they invested money in that company, and after a couple of months, they lost all of it. The good old-fashioned hey, Sarah, pump and dump. Sarah, do you believe, so since uh, these people, you know, believe whatever they've been told about these companies, and they fall for it, and they give them their money, do you believe these same people fall for the lies that government tells them? Right. I think most of the the government is a, a, a quite a bit of a lie. You know, um yeah, most all of it is a and um and what I'm thinking is that these these are the people that are capitalists. They control the media. They control like Fox News, the newspaper. That's why you guys got your own show. Is that they you, twist so? It hang, on, hang on, Sarah. What is a capitalist? Well, the people that are of these companies that they con you, like oh, some company dumped a billion dollars. It's going to go up in value. They hype it up. And I, I think it's uh, insight tra- trading. Once so they nationalize got everything. Bid, well, and then they pull it out. So it's, this is a capitalist media. So they're billionaires, and they twist the media to benefit themselves, even if they're conning the average public, uh, uh, average public people. And, of course, you know what? They only tell the, half the truth in the media or some of the truth to um, – to confuse you with all of their lies. How can they confuse you? They do have to tell you half the truth, so it's believable. Well, so they confuse you because you listen. Forward. Well, yeah, and so do you believe, Sarah, that the same people who fall for these scams uh, fall right. for the lies of government? Oh, yes, most definitely. Right, most cool. definitely so. Hey, thanks for the call. Well, Appreciate it. The Cheez-It was invented in 1921, before oh, we... the cheese nip, which was invented in the 1950s. Oh. And they were released as direct competitors in the uh, 1980s. I was going to say. I, I, so I de- they've got some years on Major Payne then. I, I detected. Yep. Well, we don't know how old Major Payne is. Unless he's Probably 100. Probably not 100. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard him talk? 
Like he seems old. Okay. <laughs> no, I think he's he's got maybe ten years on me or something like okay. that. Okay. So. so definitely not a hundred. Maybe yeah, close maybe, to the nineteen fifty competition. Exactly. Sorry, Major. I'm I'm yeah, I don't mean to diss you on air. <laughs> yeah, well, what's what's up with the hate? On cheese nips? I was just making a joke cheese about you, you hating on Major Payne. No, I'm not hating on Major Payne. I'm hating on Cheez-Its and Cheese Nips because they're both disgusting. And it's not real cheese. You're talking to the Wisconsin guy. Oh, He's got like real cheese flowing now. through his veins. What about goldfish? Oh. Also disgusting. So what do you eat then? Unless just they're the garlic ones. Cheese? Unless they're the garlic ones. No, see the flavor. I, a garlic goldfish. Oh, have you this never, is no. You, and I have not. Not, there's no cheese flavor. <gasps> it's just garlic flavor. Oh, so I can yeah. eat it. Mm. Now maybe it was only something that they did for a period of time. But uh, my point is, is that in these crackers, which is what they are, the goldfish, the cheese nips, and the cheese its, these are crackers with cheese flavoring. Right now, they claim that like, oh, we use real cheese and cheese flavoring. Milk enzymes, a little, little tiny bit. Spray a little, little bit of cheese whiz bit, on there. Tiny bit. Uh, <laughs> does cheese whiz come in the spray bottle? I've only ever seen it in the jar on the block. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've only ever seen it in the spray bottle. Now, yeah. easy cheese. Oh, yeah. Easy oh, the cheese easy is a Sorry, whole I'm different thing. Confused. You're okay. thinking of easy cheese, not cheese whiz. Okay. Cheese whiz the brand. See, you're you're quizzing me on so- cheese, and I happen to know. So, um, in my latest research about the garlic goldfish, I have just came across a forum where people are asking if they can feed their pet goldfish garlic. The answer to that is, please don't. Don't feed your pet goldfish garlic. Uh, did you search garlic flavored goldfish crackers? No. Yeah. But we'll yeah. try that next. What do you got there, Richard? Rich? Like you're it. looking up Cheese Whiz spray I'm trying bottle. Trying to find it. Well, you're trying to find if Cheese Whiz is available in the spray can. I believe you'll find many different uh, varieties of the spray can, but the major brand is Easy Cheese. That's E Z Cheese. No, Easy Cheese has not paid me to repeat their name here on national radio. Oh, it is in the. Damn it. Oh, but there's Easy Cheese too. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. Easy Cheese. I've never seen Cheese Whiz in the can until you just showed me a picture of it online. Do you approve of that? It's way better than goldfish. Must be a New England thing. Must or be. Or cheese it's or no, it's it's a me thing, right? There's plenty of people yeah. in in the mid everywhere I've been who are like, yeah, cheese it's here, have some goldfish. <laughs> anyway, we're out of time. Uh, if you missed any of the show, find us over on freetalklive.com. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Richie Thank you, Rich, Captain. for joining me tonight. Uh, for our listeners out there, we're on seven days a week, so tune in. Thank you and peace. We'd like to invite you to visit Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.